Hello, and welcome to this very special side-eye. We are joined today, actually, by our first very special guest. So, um, will you go ahead and introduce yourself to us, Mac? I'll try. Hi, I'm uh, Mac. Um, I go by <clears throat> Maction Online, and I am happy to be here. Um, I am nowhere near as prolific as any of you beautiful, wonderful people, uh, but I'm excited to stumble blindly through 5e with your tutelage. It's okay. Um, we've been stumbling for many years now. so uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll I've be... been listening, so I have a certain understanding, but, you know, still better than I could do. It's okay. We'll be better in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> just edit the daft bits out. It's what we um, do. <laughs> um, yeah. So everything, um, we have our same usual cast, except very different. Um, I'm running the show today. Woo-hoo! So... Without further ado, I will introduce you guys to our side-eye, shining like silver. So our story begins in the spired city of Kalimdor, where our four canaries have all been hired for a seemingly simple job, providing security for a paranoid businessman while he attends a night at the theater. Our motley crew have all assembled at the pre-arranged location, a small, unassuming shop in the second tier of the city, with a small sign above the door that reads Garavan's Miscellaneous Mercantile. Um, You all know that this is where you have been paid to show up to escort your charge and that they can be located inside the shop. We have a motley crew of adventurers that walk into this shop. Let's start with Ryan. Please tell me about your character. Uh, so my character today is Leon, the Leonin. He is a giant um, <laughs> lion man. He is a armor artific- artificer, so he has a nice set of armor that will never leave his body. And his helmet retracts around his face. It's big mane on it, so you can't actually see the big mane he has underneath of it unless he retracts the helmet. He walks around with a nice big shield and a big mace and a spear, and that's all he carries. Armor is very nice and lovely looking, nice gold inlays, and just loves to look after people and sometimes take them in when they break the law. Ooh, okay. And Kim, how about you introduce yourself to us? I suppose if I have to. The name's Opal. I'm a tabaxi sorcerer of sorts, um, white mane of fur, and... Um, Currently, it looks like I'm just wearing regular street clothes, um, and I, I seem to be pretty unassuming in that way, but I am six foot three, so I'm a bit of an imposing figure, and my eyes are kind of a, a blue and yellowish brown opalescent kind of color. Okay. We got a, we got a pretty good crew going on here so far. Um, ben, how about you introduce yourself to us? I'm Jeb. I'm a kinku. I carry bagpipes. Oh, hi, Jeff. It's <laughs> nice to meet you. That's um, G-X-J-A-A-B. Oh, exactly okay. how it sounds. Yeah, Alex nomenclature. <laughs> Got it. Random X in there. And last but not least, Mac. Um, so uh, Rock is a warforged artillerist artificer. Um, he also has armor that can't be taken away from him. So uh, I'm with you there, Ryan. 
Um, in general, has a sort of blue and light blue armored look to him. Eyes gently glowing with blue arcane light. Um, a nice, you know, a nice porcelain looking face actuated at the jaw, of course. Uh, and carrying a couple of interesting weapons on him. Um, some of them are built in, some of them not. Excellent. Okay. Well, this motley crew walk in through the front doors of the establishment to behold a place that looks like a bomb went off. There are items strewn around in unidentifiable piles. Uh, from helmets to hose, everything can be found here at Garavan's Miscellaneous Mercantile. Um, at the other side of the shop, there is a long counter, and the, it is strewn with papers and rolled parchments, with a gnarled old man standing behind it. Um, he's wearing a long gray robe and a tattered red top hat with a pair of very uh, dark green lensed goggles. And he points a finger at you as you enter, and he goes... Uh, uh, what 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 is your business here with me today? Well, I guess we were supposed to protect a guy, but uh looks like something happened already. Maybe he's dead. Yes, indeed. We might be too late. <laughs> no. Are, are, are you are you the canaries that have been hired for the night of the theater? I'm a kenku, but yes. <laughs> yes, we are the canaries. Oh, I well, I I see. I see. I see. Okay. And, and you see kind of, as they look at you, their, their eyes seem to, to twinkle in the light, uh, these goggles. And they go, well, well, you, so you've agreed to the job, then? I mean, that's what we get paid for, so, yeah. Excellent. Wouldn't be here otherwise. Excellent. I look forward to you protecting me. And oh, it's you. Okay. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, and he'll, he'll go, and he'll then, um... He'll kind of look back, and there's a door behind at the back of the shop. He'll knock on the door, and he'll go, Okay, uh, they're ready for me. And um, another man will walk out the back door. Um, this man looking very similar to the first one, except uh, straight of back, uh, wearing much finer clothes, looking ready for a night on the town. Um, this man will stride very confidently out from behind the counter and up to you four and go, Okay, um, I am, I am ready to go. Um, and what, what do you mean? What is your name, exactly? My name is Garavan, of course. And that is what we are to refer to you as? And who's that guy? He is also Garavan. This is gonna be great. It's okay, just don't think about it. Wait, which one are we protecting then? The old man or the not-so-old man? Both of us in a fashion, but, um, you will be attending me tonight. Mm. Pardon me, sir. Just curious, what is the nature of our danger? Oh, um, I see. Uh, yeah, it's not important. Um, I have made arrangements to go to the theater tonight, as, um, I seem to be in a bit of a bind. I usually do not leave my home, um, but a very, um, important person from my past has uh, leverage over myself, so I am compelled to go whether I would like to or not. So I am bringing you four, as I think um, if anything goes wrong, uh, you will serve as very good distractions. Observation. The more information we have 
on your particular leverage-having associate, the better we can protect you. Uh, that is very <laughs> true, but I myself actually do not have much information on my associate. I made a deal with them uh, long ago that when they called, I would answer, and they sent me a missive not but two nights ago, saying to attend this show, and that I did not have a choice. Disappointed rejoinder. Well, that's just great. Yes, I, I had but a short acquaintance with them, and um, it was overall very disappointing, but they saved my life once, so um, I well, must Well, I suppose comply. a night at the theater is not the worst thing you could have to pay back a life debt with. Um, I, I hope so. I've heard it will be interesting. It's a one-man show, apparently. Oh, my favorite. Mm. Yes. Well, um, lead the way, I guess, and they will tell you exactly what district of the city you're going to. Um, as I am not Alex, I do not know the layout of the city <laughs> at all in my head, but I have placed this uh, wonderful theater in the um, third tier of the city, so very close to the top. Um, it is very, very opulent up there, and you do notice, as people who are who are used to getting about Kalindor, that the checkpoints between the individual tiers, every time um, you walk up to the gates, the man flashes a piece of paper, and they just let you through without any other questions. Um, for somebody who comes from such a humble shop, you would be surprised that he would have such unrestricted access to all of the tiers. Um, you do make your way un unmolested to the, uh, to the theater, and you see it before you. It is a very fine establishment. Um, it is painted in a myriad of colors, and it is arched and pillared and festooned with many ribbons, actually, outside. Um, it looks like somebody's gone to much, much effort to make it look nice. Um, you see that there is no name above the uh, where the nameplate would be, but you do see um, a, a sign that says, For one night only, the hero in shining silver. Interesting. As we were walking along, by the way, I have uh, glamoured armor that I would have changed to look like a theater-going dress, and so it is now like a light blue, uh, kind of a chiffon look to it. Some some gem. Ooh, excellent. A little bit of rhinestones okay. along the collar. We're, we're looking like we're ready to go. Okay. Um. So if anybody doesn't have any objections, you'll enter the theater, and it is a hustle and bustle of many people looking like they're getting ready. Um. There in the center is a single person holding many pamphlets. Um. Seemingly that this is the kind of uh what will be happening during the show and there is also a bar with a bartender behind it seeming to make a variety of different drinks um for theater goers to enjoy whilst they watch the show um if anybody would like to interact with any of this feel free to um but otherwise uh garavan is going to continue to walk towards the the usher of sorts well we'll definitely have to follow him but uh rock will noticing another fisherman aka artificer uh, is going to have a quick comment for leon <clears throat> concerned whisper which notably is not in a whisper uh, concerned whisper <laughs> there are many people around i am concerned any one of them could have poison or knives Oh, we just need to stop them if they try. 
and with that um, Leon wants to go to a caravan at some point and he's going to hand him a little um, it's like a coin it's a copper coin doesn't have any like significant value but um, it's been bestowed with a if he holds it and thinks on it for a second, it will do a, his roar. It will do a lion's roar out of it that could be heard for 10 feet. If someone tries to take you away from us, please think on this for a second and we will be alerted. I I, I see. Um, is, is this magical? It has magical properties bestowed on it. It's my own handiwork. T- tell me, tell me, do you make magical items? I, I tinker. It makes my work more efficient. Well, um... After this, uh, this business is done this evening, um, come speak to me. Um, I offer very good prices on all variety of magical items, as well as trade. That is always a tempting offer. Yes. Always looking to increase my repertoire. Oh, believe me, uh, if you trade with me, um, people will know you all across the cosmos. Anyway, um... (laughs) Hello, my good, my good lady. Um, and they introduce you all to the usher as they grab a pamphlet. Um, this usher is a uh, rather tall elven woman with blonde hair that is buzzed very, very short on the sides. Um, she talks very in a rather interesting cadence as she introduces you all to th- to the uh, theater. Um, uh, he- hello, 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 everybody. Um, welcome, welcome to our w- wonderful show. Thanks. Is this uh, your show? No, 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 no. I'm just here to help. Just here to help. Help. I want to look at the pamphlet. Make sure it's a show. <laughs> Um, it, it is. Um, they, as they see you looking at the pamphlets, they actually hand one out to each of you. Um, you can see on the front of it is emblazoned a black sword. And it says um, on it, you know, the knight in shining silver. Um, and throughout the pamphlet, you see different descriptions of what would be the acts and where the interludes between those acts are. Um, you can see that for a one-man show, there seem to be many acts. Uh, there are, uh, it's literally a laundry list of things. There's the thief and the sword, and then it goes on to more things. Um, the falling city, um, dance with bears, (laughs) orc negotiations, um, fine boots, there's many, many things in this. Um, some of the most uh, noticeable of them include one towards the end of the show that says uh, necromancers and robots. There's many, many different weird titles for what seem to be an, a far too many acts. How long exactly is this show going to take? Um, about 25 minutes? <laughs> That's, That's ambitious. That's a lot of titles for twenty-five uh, minutes. I, 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 I was told um, to to expect to not have to be here for very long, as it's only a one-night show, and it lasts less than half an hour. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't that work um, out to like a minute an act? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, DM, I am particularly concerned about the uh, top build, really the only build actor um, in this production. 
Um, would you permit me a history check uh, to see if I can suss out anything about the uh, about whoever's doing the doing? Yeah. So the only actor that is um, actually billed is under the name The Laughing Hero. Um, and you could definitely do a history check. Um, they do not have a formal name on this uh, stage performance. Gotcha. Uh, 25 on a history. Ooh, with a 25, <laughs> you have heard of this person? Um, you have heard some stuff as... So, so you've only heard bits and pieces, but you have heard that everything that they say is a lie. That's the one overwhelming thing that you've heard about, is that um, anybody who you've ever heard of encountering them is overwhelmed with that they're a liar and a fop. And also, um, since it's such a good historical check, um, you've heard about this person in fiction for the better part of a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Um, they have not, they, they, like, different references to this person show up around, um, different names, but people and scholars have identified them all with the same individual, and that this individual has been around for a while, and that, in general, people are unimpressed, but begrudgingly impressed with this hero. Um, the assumption would probably be on your behalf that the actor is not disclosing their name and they're pretending to be this person for the night. All right. Yeah. Thank you. How many people are here? Is it like a packed house or? Um, pretty packed house. Um, the weird thing about it is for such a nice part of the city, um, it seems to be a really diverse group. There seem to be people who are very affluent and people who are very poor. Uh, while you're looking around, you notice one woman in particular. She's in a magnificent gown with um, brown hair tied up. Um, she's a rather substantial looking woman and her abrasive voice can be heard across the room as she is talking to somebody else. Is her else. name Millicent? Uh, Pebble Bottom. Um, uh, go ahead, give me a history check to see if you <laughs> might notice this notable person. I don't do history very well. That's a three. That's okay. <laughs> a three? Um, so with a three, you would not recognize this person. Um, you probably don't make it to the same functions as they do. Um, but you, you hear a lot of, uh, darling, darling, um, uh, well, please, please come back to mommy. And she'll kind of, uh, she'll be bustled away by one or two of her attendants through the doors into the theater. I'd like to just kind of do a general, um, kind of look around of the room to see if I can identify anything threatening looking. Some sure. Go ahead and do an investigation. That's kind for of me. what we're here for investigation would that be something we could all do a hundred percent everybody can do an investigation if they That's would a 20 like to for me 18 figure this out 21 for me it's a seven. Ooh, okay um so overall uh rather good roles as a group um kim opal will notice um while nothing looks threatening everything looks not quite right um all of the paint seems far too new. Um, it seems like this place has been um, done up in a very short period of time and that it wasn't 
uh, that almost nothing in here is as it was before, but a day or two ago. Um, it seems like there's been massive renovations to this place within a very short period of time. Um, you'll also notice, um, let's see, for, for pretty much all of you, except for Ben, um, you'll also all notice that many of the other guests, with exception of maybe the woman, that everybody, um, you see a lot of people who might look like twins in the crowd. There's people with very similar faces just kind of milling about. Well, everything looks normal here. Right. Um, I would like to pop, uh, detect magic. Sure. Um, I, I think I'll, I think I'll go ahead and do that. I suspect some shenanigans. What? <laughs> I will, um, while he's waiting for that, reach out to um, Jeb uh, telepathically and be like, all is not as it seems, I'm afraid. Can I respond telepathically? Or oh, that's a is good question. Just, you... Can you respond? <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured that out. If it's, um, if it's message, you can. Uh, that yes. detect magic. Um, when, you, when you cast it, um, it lets you see uh, magical things around you, and it's almost like an explosion goes off with the amount of magic that you are bombarded with. Um, almost everything here exudes with a magical aura, except for three people. Um, the, the woman in the very fancy dress, the usher, and the bartender. Um, everybody else seems to be either exuding such strong magic or that they are completely made out of magic. You're not able to determine quite the level that they are, but that's kind of the overall impression you get. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything from any magic from the building itself? Uh, yes, actually. Um, the, so the magic is actually, uh, so this is not going to be very helpful, but everything, um, it seems <laughs> like everything has been made out of magic that is around you. Mm. Um, you would assume that everything around you is either imbued with magic or a complete illusion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> My mind goes to terrifying places in things like this. I'm suspecting a magnificent mansion, but, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't know if Rock's got enough uh, arcana to make that kind of a jump. Go ahead and make an arcana check for me, and we'll okay. see if you can if you can suss some more out now that you know that there's uh, magic. 18? 18. 18. Um, so with an 18, you think that it's a real building, mm. but that most of the people are fake. And mm -hmm. that all of the appearance of the interior is also fake. Man, where to even start? <clears throat> Observation. Fellow canaries, there's a lot of magic. And most of these things are not real. What about that guy? Pointing to our charge. Oh, yeah. I, d I didn't mention yeah, that. And that's probably <laughs> an important thing to know. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're goggles. You can tell that those are just magical. Um, so are their hat. And you can pick up. Um, no less than 200 small magical items stowed beneath <laughs> their robes. Um, so uh, my assumption is that uh, is that one of the two was a simulacrum. Would a simulacrum show up as being magical under a detect magic? Most certainly they would. Um, okay. I I'm going to make that call right now. Um, for the okay. purposes of this, they would show up as magical. Um, All right. 
you, you do notice that their their body exudes a magical almost like aura but that mm-hmm. their body itself is not magic except for their left eye behind the goggles mm, interesting mad eye moody over here okay um <laughs> Well, <clears throat> no, he is real. The rest of them, though, bartender, usher, and whatever fancy lady was, they're the only real ones, aside from us. The the usher hearing that will go, I'm pretty sure I'm real, yes, sir. Um, and I don't appreciate you making um, comments about the other guests. Just hearing that most people aren't real uh, puts Leon <laughs> on high alert. And it doesn't say anything, you just notice that now he is wearing a full lion's helmet over his head, sort of thing. It's just, <laughs> just appeared over my face. Nice. Hi. Your, your charge will speak up, and they'll go, uh, I, I expected as much. Um, yes. Um, as, as, as I said, um, I'm not here by my own free will. So, um, and if anything, anything can be said uh they are a liar as i said earlier i think um anyway i think in order to get through this next 25 minutes um i'm going to need a drink um and they're gonna make their way over to the bar to speak to the bartender let me before you take a drink let me have a sip at it okay um so they are gonna walk up to the bartender you see a small plaque on the bar that says specials one night only um on there there are three separate drinks um there is one that is named violet sunset another one named good boy and the last is called dizzy water um they all sound weird as drinks um and uh garavan will walk up to the bartender and order an ale and the bartender a rather large half-orc man with gray a gray crew cut will say um only ale tonight we have on tap is the the good boy will that be okay and garavan will accept and hand it over to you my good Jeb. All right, so I'll dip my beak into it, and I'll just take a slurp. Cool. Somehow. Um. So, so yeah, your 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 avian nose picks up a horrible odor. This beer smells like a wet dog. It's horrible. And as you drink it, um, it is thick, like a nice stout. It's almost like you're drinking bread, but it smells like a wet dog. Um, and you'll take a little taste of it, and, um, you don't die, so. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you want this, but it seems safe. If you would like to roll an investigation, um, you might be able to suss out some more of it, and I would also have you roll a constitution check for me. Okay, so investigation is 15. Okay, um, with a 15, uh, you can tell that this thing, while it smells bad, it doesn't smell of any poison you've ever smelt, and the taste also is not of any poison. Um, you, you do suspect that it is good. Okay, and a 27 on con. Okay, 27 on con. So, um, you drink it, and you can immediately feel the alcoholic effects a little bit in your stomach. It's almost like there's a small animal in your stomach trying to claw its way back out. Um, but you power it down, and you are a okay. Um, yeah, so... Just to warn you, it's pretty strong. 
I'm, I, I will be okay. I've had stronger stuff than you've probably ever seen. Um, I had a drink once that killed me. It was, it was not a fun day. Um, and they're gonna pound it down in one big gulp. Um, and you can see immediately as it starts to settle in that they are quite clearly inebriated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, that's gonna make it harder. Uh, uh, it's fine. It's fine. They, you know, you, that's what you're here for. Um, if I couldn't enjoy myself, what would be the point in hiring you lot? Um... Uh, around on the house from from me. Um, <laughs> would any of you like like one? No. Uh, because don't I think know so. that when you're in such situations, it's appropriate to have a glass in hand. I will accept. Okay. <laughs> um, what will you be ordering from the, the bartender? violet one? Okay, the violet sunset. So, um, this is actually served in a rather small tulip glass. Perfect. Um, this clear violet liquid, um, as you smell it, um, it's really hard to put, um, to put words to it, but it's almost like you're smelling a sunset drifting across a summer breeze. You know, you know, when you walk outside and you can just smell the sun, um, it's like that. It's comforting and great um so that's it you have just a, a glass of clear violet liquid yeah and so uh garavan kind of just stumbles about talking to people that at least to uh your knowledge rock are not real you know um he seems to be uh in his inebriated state um very belligerently just talking at people um mm -hmm. Until you hear a small little bell. Um, the bell is held by the usher, and they say, "Okay, a uh, show will be start starting in in in, in, in moments. Uh, mo momentarily. Um, please, everybody, uh, make your way to your seats if you wish not to miss miss this one once in a lifetime event." Can I try to incite her speech, whether she's bad at her job or she's hiding something? Sure, sure. Go <laughs> ahead. Oh, that's a seven. <laughs> um, with a seven, um, you can tell that this person is obviously a very experienced usher who has many years of experience. <laughs> now, you, you don't discern much. Um, okay. They are a person doing a job and uh, whether or not they've been in it very long or they're there for any specific reason, you're not able to tell. Okay. So, um, hearing the bell, Garavan does make their way to their own private box. Um, there is nobody else in there. It is a very nice vantage. It looks like it's the best seats in the house, and you're overlooking the crowd. Um, you can tell that one of the other boxes does have that woman, who continues, even though as everybody starts to quiet down, continues to talk. Um, and you would suspect will continue to talk even during your magnificent show. Um, it, you all sit, well, you don't all sit down. Garavan sits down. There are chairs enough for each of you if you would like to partake in them. And the lights in the room start to dim. Um, the, the lights dim overall, as in the entire luminance of the whole room goes down, not just any physical lighting that you can see. 
Um, and a spotlight shines on the middle of the stage. Um, before anything kicks off, I would like to have done like a kind of scan of the whole area to get a feeling for like, where's the projection booth and where's the, or not projection, but like, you know, where's the spotlight located? Where's the backstage doors, sure. et cetera? Sure. Uh, make a, a investigation for me because you're Leon looking into keeping things. himself next to the door so anyone coming in comes into him effectively. That's a four. Okay. Um, so you don't discern anything in particular. Whether or not, well, you don't necessarily trust what you're seeing. Um, you're looking for things like, where is this light coming from? How did they turn down the lights? You can't quite tell. Um, your working theory is that there is no projector projecting that light on there. Usually you do it with mirrors or with some sort of apparatus, but it seems like the spotlight just exists on can the I stage. Can I do an arcane check then to figure out like... Of course you can. 15? Do I have... 15 for Arcana. Okay, um, so you start to get the same impression as our dear Rock. Um, the light is magical. It's just a magical spotlight being projected on the stage. Um, and the room, you can tell you're actually in a pitch black room and that the light around you is just an illusion. That's why it dimmed so consistently throughout the entire room that, um, you know, you with, with that sort of arcana, uh, you genuinely know that everything around you is a fabrication. Well, that makes things more difficult. Okay. Hmm. Is there on the balcony? Or I, I guess we're kind of in a balcony, right? Mm -hmm. um, is there like a, a rail, a railing? Uh, so there is a railing um, on the front of your of your private box. Yes, to keep people from falling to their deaths, I would assume. Okay, like how? So how wide is the box? Uh, the box is let's see, math in my head. Um, about ten feet wide, and um, and then about six feet deep. It's a rather spacious box. You can tell it's made for somebody with a, an okay entourage to be able to enjoy themselves at this theater. Um, and and um, you can also see, looking around, um, on the chair that Garavan sat on, that there was a note and that they picked it up and they read it as they sat down. Can I read over his shoulder? Sure, sure. Uh, give me a perception check for that. 18. 18. Um, you're able to see it. Um, they open up the, the note and they read it and, um, the, on it is a very simple message. It says, I hope you and your companions enjoy the show. Your very best friend is signed your very best friend. Um, as all of this is happening and you guys are investigating this room, um, a man walks out on stage directly into the, in, into the limelight. Um, it's impossible to miss them as this spotlight gleams off of their gleaming silver breastplate. Their long white hair is tied back in a ponytail and they seem to be wearing purple pants and rather sturdy looking boots. They begin to introduce themselves to the crowd. Hello, my dearest, dearest friends. Come one, come all to this very, very special occasion. You will be hearing the story of me, and you will enjoy it. I guarantee I'll tell this story, I'll tell this well, and experience it, and you will tell everybody about this story, the story of me. So play your part, play it well, enjoy. 
good night. And there's a flash of light. Um, all of you for a second with that flash of light immediately go a little bit blind. And as it fades away, you can see that you are not where you began. And that's where we'll cut this episode. Thank you for listening to this very special side-eye adventure, Shining Like Silver, Episode 1, Helmets and Hose. I really enjoyed running this for all of the players, and it was really nice to have a guest this time around. Uh, we will have more of this upcoming for over the next couple of weeks where it gets even crazier. If you would like to check out what we're doing, you can find us on Twitter at Beholders iPod or online at www.beholderseyecast.com. You can also find information about our guest Mac in the show notes below. We had a really fun time doing this, and we hope you enjoyed. Music from filmmusic.io, Village Ambience, Entertainment, by Alexander Nakarada, serpentstudios.com, Dreamy Flashback, Healing, Folk Around, Sneak and Get Caught, by Kevin McLeod, incomputech.com, all licenses under creativecommons.org, forward slash licenses, forward slash buy, forward slash 4.0, all other sound effects by zapsplat.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.